There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir, they have the car stopped in Tampa Ranch, Michael We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories. This is sort of an emergency episode. My name is Bill Cannon. I'm a retired NYPD sergeant with 27 years of service. Again, our country is shattered by the sound of gunfire in an active shooter incident. Too many times are we hearing that word, active shooter, across the country. Recently, we had Buffalo, Uvalde, Texas, and now Highland, uh, Chicago, outside of Chicago, Highland Park, Illinois. And right now what we're hearing is is really quite bad news on a July 4th weekend. At least six people were killed and approximately two dozen others were seriously injured Monday morning in a shooting at Highland Park's Independence Day Parade, officials confirmed, urging residents to continue to shelter in place as the gunman remains at large. The shooting happened at 10.14 a.m. in the area of Central Avenue and 2nd Street in downtown Highland Park during the city's 4th of July parade. The gunman, who has not yet been identified and whose location is currently unknown, was described by Highland Park police as a white male between 18 and 20 years old with a small build and longer black hair. He's wearing a white or blue T-shirt, according to Highland Park Police Commander Chris O'Neill. We're asking everybody to stay indoors, said Lake County Sheriff Sergeant Christopher Cavelli. Stay vigilant right now. The person has not been identified. By all means, at this point, this appears to be completely random. Cavelli said the gunman shot into the parade with a high-powered rifle from a rooftop. He said police are working to locate the man. All indications is he was discreet and he was very difficult to see, Cavelli said. In separate social media videos, several gunshots could be heard, followed by a pause and another round of gunfire. In some videos, more than 50 shots are heard. Anyone with photos or video of the incident is being asked to turn them into police. We're asking anybody with any video surveillance that they may have, please review your cell phones, Cavelli said. If you were snapping pictures in the area of 2nd and Central today, that could help investigators. They may see something in there that may be useful and allow them to proceed further with the investigation. Any business owners in that area, we're asking, please, please review your video surveillance. If you have any video surveillance of that area at that time, even if you don't see anything in there, we would love to be able to take a look at that so we can further our investigations. So you can imagine right now, this is a full court press. The gunman has not been identified. I repeat, he has not been identified. He has, he still is at large. The Highland Park Police, as well as the ATF, the FBI, it's a whole all hands on deck thing searching for this perpetrator. Uh, you know, it's amazing that these shootings are happening right once on top of each other. It doesn't seem uh, like they're taking a break. I'm going to play a little bit of uh, breaking news from the ABC uh, report from earlier. And we'll hear what the news people have to say about this. 
it seems like we're going to these emergency reports way too often. Good afternoon. I'm Phil Lipoff, and we are coming on the air with breaking news for you. A horrific scene unfolding. This is just outside of Chicago. Authorities on the scene of a deadly shooting at a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois. At least five people shot and killed. 19 hospitalized. The victim shot along the parade route. Shots reportedly fired about 10 minutes after the parade started. Authorities reportedly believe the shooter may have been on a roof. Let's listen in to police. Hello, my name is uh, Commander Chris O'Neill. First and foremost, we're all grieving for the families and friends who lost loved ones today those injured and everyone impacted by this horrific, senseless, random act of violence. I served as the incident commander on scene. Uh, I was present at approximately 1014 when this started. There was an active shooter incident that occurred in downtown Highland Park during our 4th of July holiday parade this morning. This was an active incident and all individuals are still urged to shelter in place at this time. Highland Park Police and numerous federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies are searching for the suspect. The suspect is currently described as a male white, approximately 18 to 20 years old, with longer black hair, a small build, and wearing a white or blue t-shirt. A firearm has been recovered from the scene. We have secured the perimeter around downtown, downtown Highland Park and are continuing our searches. At this time, two dozen people have been transported to Highland Park Hospital. Six are confirmed deceased. Anyone with video, photos, or other evidence are urged to contact Highland Park Police Public Safety Dispatch at 847-432-7730. We will provide a tip line. This information will be in short order. Thank you. This morning at 1014, our community was terrorized by an act of violence that has shaken us to our core. Our hearts go out to the families of the victims during this devastating time. On a day that we came together to celebrate community and freedom, we're instead mourning the loss, the tragic loss of life and struggling with the terror that was brought upon us. While we've all felt the burden of this terrible act, I want to pause and thank the first responders who ran towards the danger to render aid during this active shooter situation. We saw individuals who responded selflessly and put themselves at risk to save others. We've had an outpouring of support from federal, state, county, and fellow municipalities of resources and offers of condolences and concern, and we will avail ourselves of everything that they offer to us immediately. At this point, we know that six people have lost their lives and we are grieving for them and their families, members of our community who came out to celebrate together and instead faced this terror. Another 24 have been transported to the hospital. Multiple agencies, including the FBI and state police, are working with our local authorities and the governor has offered his full support. What we know at this time is this is an active situation and we urge everyone to remain indoors and be on high alert but remain calm. Please contact your loved ones and ensure that they're safe and let them know that you're safe as well. This situation, as you know, is evolving rapidly and we will continue to update you as we gain information and stabilize the situation. Thank you. So folks, this is a fluid uh, situation uh, to recount what they said. The shooter has not 
has not been apprehended. They did recover a rifle from the rooftop where the shooting was coming from. However, the shooter, who's been identified as a male white between 18 and 22 years old with long black hair, that could change also, uh, is not been apprehended. So this is fluid. This is the second time in many years I've heard that term shelter in place. We first heard that at the Boston Marathon bombing scene. So since this perpetrator is not apprehended, they're advising people to shelter in place and to stay where you are and not go wandering around the community. So from a scene management perspective at this point, it is still a very active scene. Highland Park Police Department is leading this investigation as well as the apprehension efforts into the offender involved here. Uh, as the mayor said, as the commander said, we're asking everybody stay indoors, stay vigilant right now. This person is not identified. Uh, by all means, at this point, this appears to be completely random. Uh, so with that, there have been questions that have been coming in. Are events safe tonight? That's up to each individual community to assess on their own, make that determination. But no, this person is not yet in custody. We have hundreds of police officers out here. Uh, as the mayor said, from the FBI, the state police, other federal agencies, we have SWAT teams that are going door to door as well. Uh, anybody with any video surveillance is strongly encouraged to contact the Highland Park Police Department uh, so we can take a look at that and it can be useful in our investigation. The FBI is working hand in hand with the Lake County Major Crime Task Force right now, processing the scene. It will be a very methodical processing of the scene uh, and an investigation has commenced and is underway. Uh, we're going to do our very best to provide briefing updates every 30 minutes to an hour. If we can, we will keep the community informed. Uh, and, and with that, we thank you for covering this and, and sharing this information. And again, very sad day here. Uh, it was a rifle. It, there is no indication he's barricaded anywhere or has any hostages that has been um, kind of circling around. There is no indication of that. Investigators are very, very uh, quickly working to try to identify who this person is and try to figure out where he's at. So, so it does appear he was shooting from a roof. The roof that uh, he was shooting from, I, I don't have that information right now. So right now there's multiple agencies. Highland Park Police is, is leading the initial incident response. The Lake County Major Crime Task Force is working directly with the FBI on forwarding the investigation, of course, working with Highland Park Police Detectives. They're very involved and, and they will be point throughout all of this. Not information I can release just yet. Not information I can release just yet. But we would still we would still consider him to be armed and dangerous. Are you confident it's only one shooter? At this time, that's the information we have that it was one shooter. We're still working on that. We'll take two more questions. Yes, sir. We're not going to go into the specifics of where the gun was uh, recovered, but a firearm, a rifle was recovered. What's the ages? The ages of those who passed away. We will have more information on that. We're working with the Lake County Coroner's Office. They too are very involved in this investigation. Uh, and we will be releasing that as soon as we can. Thanks. We'll be back. Okay. You know, folks, one of the things that uh, they, they seem pretty, uh, pretty professional here, pretty cool, uh, the Highland um, Police Department in giving information. One of the things that's very important to say is that this situation is, is uh, subject to change. And so the information we're giving you is constantly in flux. So don't take it as gospel. So what we're telling you now, again, is, is subject to change. 
One of the things in these investigations, what they're going to look for in identifying this perpetrator, how did he get to the roof of the building? And this is painstaking because they may have to look at video going back miles, see where this perpetrator came walking from. Can we get him coming out of some um, public transportation? Can we get him coming out of a vehicle? Can we, can we just get him walking toward the building? All right. Then, of course, whatever was left on this rooftop where he was firing from, um, what, you know, ballistically, what ballistics is left on this rooftop? Fingerprints. Let's get uh, try to get a fingerprint or some DNA off the spent shells. Uh, the gun was left. Let's try to get DNA or fingerprints off this firearm. Very important to get him identified very quickly. The other thing is the social media component of this. M many times these shooters post things on social media. Let's have investigators scour social media to see if, in fact, anything was posted in anticipation uh, or bragging about or going to start uh, become an active shooter on this day. That's all part of this investigation. We have six. We have six confirmed deceased, and we have uh, approximately two dozen, two dozen that are seriously injured. Okay, thank you. All right, you've been listening to a news conference from the Highland Park, Illinois Police Department, and uh, we want to catch you up. Uh, if you're just joining us on what has happened, they have given us uh, a bunch of information, a lot of information in a short period of time. Uh, we do know that six people are dead, 24 taken to the hospital after a shooting at this parade. Just 10 minutes or so after the parade began, police tell us that they are looking for, this is an active situation, a very fluid situation. They are looking for a white male, 18 to 20, longer black hair, slight build. And because they are still looking for uh, who they believe to be the shooter in this case, many people have canceled uh, their Fourth of July festivities in and around the Highland Park area. Something you never want to hear from police, that this was completely random. They believe this shooting was completely random and they are still looking for the shooter. They are asking everybody to shelter in place. Just moments ago, I spoke to an eyewitness to this shooting, I want to just alert you that some of his description is pretty graphic. Here's Miles Zarensky. And then I observed the carnage. People bloodied on the on the sidewalks. Um, at least a couple people that were in a pool of blood that I observed not more than a, uh, some feet away before we all shoot away. Even what looked to be a young boy who looked to me to be lifeless. ABC News has reported law enforcement and federal intelligence agencies have been concerned about the potential for violence at Fourth of July events, even with no credible threats. ABC's chief justice correspondent, Pierre Thomas, joins me now on the phone. Pierre, this is clearly the kind of event that officials were concerned about. It clearly is. And Phil, I've been on uh, with federal sources and they were confirming that there were multiple shot and people who had been killed. Uh, they were loath to get out, give out numbers because the situation was fluid. But we heard from that press conference, the stunning and sad information that six people shot, 
Uh, others, at least two dozen uh, injured. We don't know how many of those were shot necessarily, but it's clearly the mass shooting scenario that law enforcement officials that I've been talking to in recent days have been concerned about. And they were concerned about the lone wolf scenario primarily. People of different grievances, of different motives, uh, perhaps acting out during the 4th of July. Again, they had no specific credible threats. This was just a general concern given the threat environment. We just saw all those people killed in a supermarket uh, in Buffalo. We just had the Uvalde. Uh, we had the Supreme Court decisions which had caused a lot of angst in the country. We had uh, the July uh, congressional hearings about uh, the insurrection. So law enforcement officials were looking at all of these scenarios and being very concerned that different individuals with different points of view might actually act out. And unfortunately, uh, that is what has happened today. Now, they say this is random. Uh, we have no idea yet on what the motive is, but law enforcement officials are emphasizing that because this is active, because the shooter is not in custody, even though they recovered a rifle as the law enforcement official just briefed, there is still concern that the person may have other weapons available and there's a desperate attempt to find him. The Attorney General of the United States has been briefed, and Homeland Security officials are trying to gather more information. The FBI, as you saw, is on the scene. We expect other federal agencies will be assisting in this investigation. Right. You know, folks, one of the things around 2 p.m., SWAT uh, team members were seen escorting people from the businesses where they were sheltered in place. Uh, North Shore Highland Park Hospital said in a statement that the facility is treating 26 people, five of whom were transported to North Shore Evanston Hospital. A vast majority suffered gunshot wounds and the remaining sustained injuries as a result of the ensuing chaos at the parade, uh, North Shore Highland Park Hospital said. We mobilized quickly and within 30 minutes of the event had 20 additional physicians, surgeons, trauma surgeons, orthopedic surgeons, etc., and nurses and other support staff present. We have both crisis and social workers available on site to assist with family and friends of the individuals injured. Those who are looking to reunite with family members after the parade are being asked to head to the Highland Park Reunification Center at the Highland Park Police Department at 1677 Old Deerfield Road. There are no words for the kind of monster who lies in wait and fires into a crowd of families with children celebrating a holiday with their community. Pritzker said in a statement, there are no words for the kind of evil that robs our neighbors of their hopes, their dreams, and their futures. There are no words I can offer to lift the pain of those they leave behind. Please know that our state grieves with you and that make MK and I grieve with you. Dr. David Baum, who attended the parade, helped treat those who were injured in the shooting. The bodies I saw, it was not an image that anyone who's not a physician would have an easy time processing, said Dr. Baum. It seems that these incidents are becoming more and more often, and it's just, it, it's just a, 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 total, a total crime uh, that this is occurring and that people can't even go to a 4th of July parade without having to worry about what we've known now what we became known and everyone knows to be called an active shooter. Well, uh, welcome to the show. Well, it's happened again. This is the third major active shooting in uh, a very short period of time. 
Billy, it's just terrible. Um, I did see on the news that there was an active shooter at a parade. I mean, of all things, a parade on Independence Day. This strikes at the heart of the American people. I mean, uh, the American uh, saying goes, uh, apple pie, hot dog. Uh, you know, it's just terrible that it should happen. Some predator preyed on people at a parade. I mean, how innocent is that? You go to a parade on Independence Day expecting to enjoy the passing floats, uh, the bands, uh, the music, uh you know, maybe there was some food at the festivities. Uh, it's just terrible. Um, it stinks of an anti-American uh, attack to me. Uh, it doesn't seem that it was random. It said the, the news reports that I heard said that there was a sniper on the roof with a high-powered rifle. He aimed at just indiscriminately into the crowd. However, there is a high amount of uh, Jewish residents in the area. So I don't know if this was an anti-Semitic attack or not or possibly a terrorist attack, obviously too early to tell, but disgusting, upsetting. I'm down in uh, South Florida on vacation. As soon as I saw it, I thought of you, Bill. And then uh, a few minutes later, I got a text saying that you were going on. So I had to join in. This is terrible. Uh, we need to just, it has to be spoken out against. Uh, we cannot have this in our country. We live in a great, great country. And uh, this is very unfortunate. And condolences and prayers to the families and to the victims of this horrible, horrible tragedy. Crime soap opera. They just said the ladder of the building going to the roof was unsecured. Well, part of this investigation is, of course, to do a, uh, a total canvas of the building to see if what was touched, potentially how did the shooter get up to the roof? What did he touch? If he touched something, we swab it for DNA, for fingerprints. Where did he come from? We got to check video all in the perimeter, all around that building, the surrounding area. Uh, we have to check um, transit hubs, uh, buses, public transportation, maybe a vehicle. Let's see, how did he get in or out of this building? It's important to identify, and, uh, identify him. And I said earlier, we need to have people scouring social media to see if perhaps this psycho posted something about his intention of doing something like this prior to him actually doing it. Crime soap opera, thank you for that tidbit of information. Um, you know, when you have to worry about going somewhere with your family on a holiday, a 4th of July holiday, you have to worry about an active shooter. When you have to worry about your kids going to school, about an active shooter, you know, slaughtering your children at their elementary school. There's some big problems here then, you know, very big problems. Billy, I, I have to agree with you. Uh, we're, we're turning into a country that's just, I don't know, is, is it safe to go to church? Is it safe to go to a supermarket? Is it safe to go to school? Now it's not even safe to go to a goddamn parade. It's terrible. I mean, uh, generally speaking, uh, security preparations for parades are usually perimeter. Uh, you know, with the uh, last year, uh, the terrorist attack on the Christmas parade, in, uh, I think it was in Minnesota, uh, you'll have areas where you want to block off that a vehicle get into a parade area. But now you're talking about a sniper on the top of a building uh, that probably could have secreted himself earlier today or last night or whatever it was. Just uh, we're ramping up the security protocol, so to speak, as we go along because of these horrible, horrible incidents. And I don't know, uh, you know, just uh, it's very disheartening, Bill, and it's very upsetting. 
You know, we hear the term all the time, hardening a target. But how are you supposed to harden a target of something that's not supposed to be a target? Uh, it's it's very difficult. Right, and when the FBI and all of these agencies tell you the scene is active and to shelter in place, uh, that's what's going to be happening in, in that area. Pierre, thank you. I want to bring in former FBI agent and ABC News contributor Brad Garrett. Brad, if the shooter did take a position on top of the building, which police are telling us uh, he did, uh, first, what does that tell us about this particular shooter and how will that inform the investigation as it moves forward? So it tells me that he really planned this. He picked the location in the proximity of the parade route. He picked apparently the beginning of the parade. There may be a reason for that. Um, he used an assault weapon or a rifle, as they described it, but he left it at the scene. Phil, that's really important because that tells me he didn't want to get caught. How many mass shootings have you and I and others talked about where they get into a gunfight with the police at some point? He didn't want to apparently do that. He, it's more like Nicholas Cruz at Parkland who just blended in with the people and disappeared. Uh, so organized, a timed shooting perhaps, you can shoot and sadly kill a lot of people in a couple of minutes. Uh, it looks like the shooting didn't go on very long. So he has fled. Another important variable is his age, because if he's in the 18 to 20, that means he's probably social, social media active, which means he may well have talked about doing this prior to committing this shooting. Now, according to them, they don't know who he is, but I'm only suggesting if that element is true, there would be a lot of leads out there from folks he's talking to online. Um, you also have the other advantage, obviously, if he's in a building, if he's in a parking garage, someplace elevated, he had to get there. Many times there are camera systems, CCTV, in buildings, in parking garages, and maybe they've got some good shots of it, and they maybe saw a direction he fled. It, it's really hard to say, but there's a lot of pieces of this that I think become relevant as you try to figure out who committed this. And Brad, just quickly, I, I think that what, what, what terrifies people in situations like this, and, and you think of Las Vegas, someone shooting from a, a high perch, mm -hmm. federal investigators were concerned about something like this. They were concerned about a lone wolf, as Pierre Thomas has told us, for days now. And yet it happened, even with an increased police presence. How can you stop these things from happening if you can? You can't. You can't stop them unless you know about them. Now, obviously, let's use Uvalde for two seconds. That shooter gets out of a car with a weapon, shoots at people on the street, and goes into the school, okay? He, he basically announced what he was going to do. This shooter, I'm going to assume, concealed this weapon some way in a bag inside his clothing. I don't know how big it is. So we don't know. He goes up to this location. He commits this shooting, and then he leaves. And unless... He's talked about this online or talked to a friend or some someone else. How would police even know if he'd have been on their radar screen and they'd heard information two days ago that this kid was going to come and possibly shoot at a parade, at a parade or during a parade? They would have dealt with that. But I, I, I'd be shocked if they had any of that information. So that's the big problem here. All right, Brad Garrett, thank you for the expertise. We do appreciate it. Uh, joining me now is former NYPD chief of detectives and ABC News contributor Robert Boyce. Uh, Robert, what can you tell us about
what we can learn from this weapon. And they have the weapon. They don't have the shooter, they tell us. They're still sheltering in place. It is an active situation, but they do have the weapon. So how does that help? So they can easily, uh, well, they should be able to, at some point, retrieve that serial number on the weapon, put that into a data system and see who bought the weapon and when they bought it. If it's looking at all like uh, you're at your, your if I hate to say typical active shooter, but you see these young men now doing this, um, they just bought the gun. So perhaps they can get something off that because they have to identify him. It's going to be an active shooter, Phil, for a situation for quite some time in that area. They're doing grid searches right now. He's not in custody. Also do a social media scrub and to see if there's any kind of language going on about this. If anybody has any video of this individual, the grid search is important. Um, but the rifle, that's the key point here. And it looks like from what witnesses told us, he fired three groupings, which means he had fired three magazines. Are the magazines there? They can lift the print and see if his print is on file and get DNA down the road to see if I got, they can tie him to this um, through that. But right now, the issue is that a lot of these individuals have a secondary gun uh, outside their primary, and that's the real threat right now. This is not over. So they're going to be up in uh, Highland Park on this for quite some time. Right now is to get big data going and get it, get it done as fast as possible. And just an issue on, on elevated snipers. That seems to be uh, the biggest threat we now have at these instances. A lot of police departments will have someone up on rooftops in varying locations to see that doesn't happen. Clearly, that wasn't the picture here. Because as Brad said, they didn't know this was going to happen. But that's the new uh, way going forward. Elevated positions where you can spot these individuals immediately and hopefully stop them before it uh, digresses into this. All right, Bob Boyce, thank you so much for your expertise as well. Uh, latest numbers we have from the Highland Park Police, 24 transported to the hospital, six confirmed dead right now at a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, just north of Chicago. The shooter, police tell us, still on the loose. They are asking everybody to shelter in place in that area and in the surrounding communities. A 4th of July events have been canceled because they are still considering this a very active and very fluid situation. Our coverage will continue on ABC News. So, folks, as Chief Boyce said, the retired NYPD chief of detectives, this is still an active shooter case. It will be an active shooter case until this shooter uh, is apprehended, gets caught. Right now, it hasn't been, uh, we haven't been apprised whether or not has he been identified. Law enforcement can very well have him identified right now and just not let it out there because maybe they're not sure. Maybe they don't want it out there because they have some locations where they want to go visit this guy. So there's a good potential that he is identified at this point. However, they haven't released that information. However, you hear the term shelter in place. The last time I heard that was the Boston Marathon bombing. And the mayor actually shut the entire city down. He ordered curfews and he ordered no one to go outside. That's an unusual precaution to take, but they took it in Boston. Could they take it here? Absolutely. They don't want anyone else to be injured by this guy. This guy's not done, all right? I, there's no doubt in my mind, does he have a secondary weapon? Absolutely. The FBI agent that was interviewed by ABC, um, he said that he didn't want to get caught. That's why he left the weapon up there. That's 50 you know, 50-50. I mean, someone that does something like this, they realize that they're going to get caught. They may not get caught immediately, and they took some precautions not to get caught on the scene here. However, this guy's going to get caught. There's no doubt in my mind. Phil? 
Chief Detectives Robert Boyce made some great points. Perhaps this is a ghost gun and there may not be serial numbers on it. We don't know at this point. But if there is serial numbers on the gun, uh, ATF will be able to track the gun. If there's clips left behind, obviously, uh, like he said, fingerprints, DNA, uh, we would try to recover from that to identify the person who was firing the shots. Um, I would think that uh, I would err on the side of caution and agree with you, Bill, that there's probably a secondary weapon. Uh, I mean, if someone's going to carry out this type of a horrible situation, a horrible incident, uh, chances are that they came prepared and have a secondary weapon. The reason might be that they didn't take the weapon was if you're going to exit a building after a mass uh, shooting, uh, walking down the street with a rifle might bring uh, draw attention to yourself. So again, it sounds like the person wanted to escape. Um, I think that's erring on the side of caution, stating that it's still an active shooter situation. The area should still be, uh, you know, very, very cautious, locked down until they can do searches, grid searches, and ascertain that the shooter is no longer in the area. And that's going to take some time. That's uh, what we do in situations like this. We have to take uh, every precaution that we don't have a situation where a person who's already shot and killed six people and shot 24 others can harm other people indiscriminately in the streets. So I think that the, uh, the lockdown is quite uh, appropriate for the situation, Bill. And uh, I'm sure that the investigation between the local police, the FBI, and the ATF is ramping up. And it's just going to be a matter of time before they identify uh, who this, this scumbag was. But uh, it, it should all fall into place real soon. Just give them some time. Law enforcement, you have the greatest law enforcement officers in the world in this country, and I'm sure that they're going to be doing what they have to do to get the job done, identify arrest, and put this scumbag out of uh, out of operation. Folks, so one of the things that I'm concerned with now, of course, is the investigation. And if you study past investigations, specifically the Boston Marathon bombing, the crowd, the people with cell phones, were extremely important in identifying the two perpetrators. In fact, that's how they were identified. Is there a potentiality that someone has a picture of this shooter on the street before he went up to the roof? 100%. That's why when the police ask you for your cell phone video, they, they mean it. If you see something, say something. If you have video of a guy fitting this description, acting suspiciously, maybe carrying a, a briefcase or carrying some type of bag that could contain a rifle and, re and realize the rifle can fold up, right? It can be taken apart doesn't necessarily have to be 32 inches long. It can fold up and you can fit it in a smaller container. If you believe you have video of that, send it in. Let the police know about that. The investigation to this is so now we're in the investigative stage. But guess what? This guy's still out there. So shelter in place, hug your loved ones, and cooperate with the police. If you see something, give them a call, say something. This investigation is, is in full it's full change, but it's still grinding, and they're going, they're going on every cylinder right now. So help them out and give them information that they need. Absolutely, Billy. I think that you're making some really good points because the Boston Marathon bombing, a lot of the information that was garnered to identify the perpetrators came from video surveillance cameras, cell phones, whatever it may be. Now we're years later. The cell phone technology is great. The cameras on all these cell phones and the video is very, very high quality. The video uh, surveillance systems also HD, very high quality. So it should be uh, relatively easy to track the persons and, and people going in and out of the building 
where the shooter fired the shots from. So it's just going to be a matter of time. But I think you're making some great points, Billy. And again, we were out celebrating uh, our independence today. Uh, uh, the United States of America, 4th of July, an annual event. Uh, we have to really uh, take note of this. And like you said, Bill, hug our loved ones, know that we're in a safe place, that our families are safe. We're able to enjoy and celebrate. However, this parade turned very ugly, very fast. And uh, we need to just really put a, uh, you know, a spotlight on this and do anything we can to prevent it from ever happening again. You know, folks, unfortunately, on a regular weekend in Chicago, which uh, apparently um, uh, Highland Park is right outside of Chicago, happens to be a relatively a very safe neighborhood. But in Chicago, every weekend, 30 or 40 people are shot. So this, unfortunately, is not uh, something that is not an every weekend occurrence. And it's the horror of that. that just think of that. Politicians allow that to happen. They allow that to happen because they could stop it. They absolutely could stop it. Guess what? They won't. They won't do it, you know? And, I, you know, I don't want to get into how it could be stopped. Just let, just believe me from someone that did 27 years in the NYPD and knows how to aggressively police an area for guns and shooters. It can be stopped. They have no reason to, they, well, they don't want to stop it. You know, you have that mayor in Chicago who's just horrendous. You Lori know, Lightfoot, Bill. How Lori is Lightfoot. she even the mayor? I mean, with the amount of shootings and murders every weekend, she should have been gone years ago. So a shooting like this, you know, we look at active shooters, and of course, this fits their narrative, you know, the gun control narrative. And look, something has to be done. It's outrageous. And look, on the heels of Buffalo, the, the, the active shooter in, in the supermarket in Buffalo, Yavaldi, 19 kids and two adults murdered 21 people. Enough is enough. It has to stop. Folks, this is Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. If you like this podcast, please go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, and ring that bell. It's free to subscribe to our channel. If you want to support us, we have a Patreon with three different levels. And if you want to join our YouTube family, there's five different levels of our YouTube family. You see the folks with the green font? They belong to our YouTube family. You know, uh, every time this happens, you just shake your head and you say, wow, when will it happen when I'm in the crowd or, or a loved one of mine is in the crowd or a child or a relative of mine is in a school or an active shooter? When was When is that going to happen? Do we need it? To be personalized before we jump on it and start doing something about it, um, it's it's really disgraceful it, that this can happen in this country. It's just disgraceful. Billy, you brought up the point about the mayor and the politicians and how they allowed this to happen. I'm so glad you brought that up because look at Lori Lightfoot. She'll probably be the first one out there to say, oh, gun control, gun control, gun control. However, I saw the news earlier before this incident took place, and over the weekend, up till this morning, in Chicago, 53 shot, 6 killed, I think, were the numbers. I'm not exactly 100% sure about that, but it was over 50 shot, 6 killed, over this past weekend, 4th of July weekend. That's not celebratory. That's outright severe gun violence. It happens every weekend in Chicago. They just don't even acknowledge it. They don't focus on it. They have no concern. Uh, to put a stop to it. They just want to 
grab the headlines when there's a mass shooting and say gun control, gun control, gun control. How about, and listen, I'm not taking anything away from the victims of today's horrible tragedy. How about the other six individuals that were killed and the other 50 something that were shot? Nobody's going to talk about them because you don't see it on the mainstream media, Bill. And Lori Lightfoot is a disgrace to the politicians of Chicago. She needs to be ousted along with many others. I'm not going to just uh, call her out. There's many, many others. There's a lot of cities in, in uh, the United States that have uncontrollable gun violence. It needs to be addressed. We know how to handle it. We've done it before. It's not really that hard. It's simple arithmetic when you think about it. You have to target the gangs. You have to target the guns. They're not doing that. They're allowing people Bill, to the number one the way guns. they don't want to talk about, the number one way to get guns is stop, question, and frisk. They don't want 100%. to talk about that anymore. That is how you get guns out of the hands of criminals. But since stop, question, and frisk got a bad name, they said, let the criminals shoot. Let them shoot. That's, Bill, less, that's worse than having to deal with people complaining about the police. Let the shooters shoot, you know? Billy, how about the fact that you can get arrested with a gun and you can be out within hours before the police officer that arrested you finishes the paperwork? And it's not only New York, it's Chicago, it's L.A., it's all the big cities. It's Baltimore, it's Philadelphia. They're, they're carrying guns. There's no deterrent not to carry a gun. And then when they do get arrested, they're right back out on the street. It's not long after that they're out. And, I mean, we have bail reform in New York State where there's no bail for a series of different felony crimes. They just let them right out. So what message are we sending to the bad guys? It's not the right message. They're going to rope this into some, you know, mass shooting thing, and they're going to attack gun rights. No, Phil, you know what they're going to talk about? They're going to talk about the iron pipeline, ghost guns, but they will never talk about the person who pulls the trigger. That's the problem. The trigger puller, not... The inanimate object, the gun or the the uh, iron pipeline or the ghost guns. That's all they want to talk about, you know? Absolutely, Billy, because that's the easy way out of it, you know? I mean, when you have a situation where a gun is being uh, manufactured in, in parts and then it's assembled and there's no serial numbers on it, of course that's outrageous. But that's not the bulk of the violent crimes in this country. It's just not. The bulk of the violent crimes is illegal handguns in the hands of gangbangers. They're blowing away each other like it's nothing. I mean, and nobody wants to talk about the black-on-black crime. Yet there was an unarmed black man that was shot uh, in the last day or two, and he had a gun, but he left it in the car when he ran. It was a high-speed chase. And there's all kinds of Black Lives Matter protests and everything like that going on now. But, however, where is the uh, the enforcement of illegal handguns? They're going to... They're going to completely ignore the fact that he was armed with a gun, fired shots at the police officers. There was a high-speed chase. Then it went into a foot pursuit. And then the cops opened up on the guy. I know a lot of shots were fired. It seems excessive. However, we're not focusing on what took place prior to that incident. That guy put himself in the situation. If he wasn't firing the shots and running from the police, would they have been firing at him? No, the answer is no. But again, we politicize everything today. Uh, this is a horrible situation. I, I just feel like it's going to get politicized, which I'm sure there's probably politics already being spouted on the internet about the situation. Yeah, and, no you doubt. Know, it, it's just, it's not right. It's just not right. Play a little of this. I 
I don't hear volume, Bill. Yeah, I'm not hearing the sound right now. Let me just uh, remove this and put it back on. Am I coming across okay, Bill? Yeah, it sounds okay, fine. Let me just now. Well, let me just put that up there. I don't think I'm, I'm. I don't think there's any necessarily sound on this. This might just be straight video footage. Yeah, let me let me remove it here. So you know, one of the things uh, again we're, we're we're hearing about these active shooters practically every every damn week, and it's just uh, you know when is it going to stop? And people. Um, People that knew nothing about active shooters talk about active shooters as if they're experts right now, you know, because it's such a common occurrence. And, you know, the way, of course, we talk about Uvalde and the way that was um, responded to was horrendous. It was horrendous, and we all admit that. And it gave a real black eye uh, to policing in this country. And... Um, those type of things that we can't have because, you know, police almost have to, they almost have to hit a thousand. They almost have to bat a thousand in this world because when they do make a mistake, it's just unforgivable. I played this before, but let me play a little bit more of this. So get people that just tuning in up to speed. He's a commander with the Highland Park Police Department. He was the incident commander this morning. We'll also have Mayor Nancy Rotering. That's R-O-T-E-R-I-N-G, the mayor of Highland Park. And we will also, I will be speaking on behalf of the Lake County Major Crime Task Force. My name is Chris Covelli, C-O-V-E-L-L-I. And we'll start with uh, Commander O'Neill. Hello, my name is uh, Commander Chris O'Neill. First and foremost, we're all grieving for the families and friends who lost loved ones today. Those injured and everyone impacted by this horrific, senseless, random act of violence. I served as the incident commander on scene. Uh, I was present at approximately 10:14 when this started. It was an active shooter incident that occurred in downtown Highland Park during our 4th of July holiday parade this morning. This was an active incident and all individuals are still urged to shelter in place at this time. Highland Park Police and numerous federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies are searching for the suspect. The suspect is currently described as a male white approximately 18 to 20 years old, with longer black hair, a small build, and wearing a white or blue t-shirt. A firearm has been recovered from the scene. We have secured the perimeter around downtown, downtown Highland Park and are continuing our searches. At this time, two dozen people have been transported to Highland Park Hospital. Six are confirmed deceased. Anyone with video, photos, or other evidence to contact Highland Park Police Public Safety Dispatch at 847- 432-7730. We will provide a tip line. This information will be in short order. Thank you. This morning at 1014, our community was terrorized by an act of violence that has shaken us to our core. Our hearts go out to the families of the victims during this devastating time. On a day that we came together to celebrate community, and freedom, we're instead mourning the loss, the tragic loss of life and struggling with the terror that was brought upon us. So folks, we're just recounting, uh, uh, there's six people killed 
and um, two dozen wounded in this active shooting incident. Just horrendous. It's uh, There's still more information coming in all the time. They're working on identifying the perpetrator who uh, shot with a high-powered rifle from a rooftop. He remains unapprehended. And we're going to keep you updated uh, as we get new information on this. But right now, that's all the information we have. Uh, law enforcement has everyone locked down in place. And they're requesting people uh, do not wander around the community. Phil, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Thoughts and prayers to these poor people that were just attending a beautiful Fourth of July celebration, Independence Day in uh, the United States of America. And they six were slaughtered, 24 were injured. Let's keep them in our thoughts and prayers as we celebrate the rest of this beautiful day. We live in a great country. We have uh, a moment right now that's not so great, but this is a great country. Don't ever forget it. Let's uh, try to do whatever we can to prevent this horrible situation uh, from ever happening again. Let's find this scumbag and let's put him where he belongs. And uh, again, everybody try to stay safe out there. Have a good thought. Have a prayer for those lost today and the injured. Uh, over in Highland Park in Chicago. And uh, God bless America. Even though it's a, a beautiful day, it's, it's, a, it's a very somber day after this, but God bless America. Uh, let's keep those people in our thoughts and uh, let's enjoy and keep our beautiful country going in the right direction. Folks, uh, as I said, if we come up with this, any breaking news on this, we'll uh, try to come back on the air. But uh, I want you to have a great day. Be safe and uh, God bless. Stay safe, everyone. One episode, just ain't enough.